Shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick. Believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback sacking. 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What teams got traction? What teams are losing? Franchises ruined. Fans in the stand booing. Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show. I'm your co host, Eric. And I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? You know what we do? We talk about the NFL Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. And this week is a special week because we got Thanksgiving coming up. We got the Thanksgiving games. Uh, What else? It's just my birthday tomorrow. It's just an action-packed week. Uh, Ron, we just had week 11. Is... Are you believing now that the Patriots are a playoff team? I well, not a very good one, but yeah, they you know they're in it at this point. But um, there's definitely a lot of questions for sure um, about what games they could win. The, you know, the rest of the season. Well, not only that, but then you know we're gonna have NFL news. We're gonna have uh, our predictions. When we also gonna have our reviews. And then, you know, I'm going to give you an update on my brother and his Super Bowl pick. So here we go. Ron, we just had week 11, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's review your team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, because they went ahead and not only do you pick them to win, but we also, you did anyways, you picked them on your upset special. So what happened in this game? Because... The final score does not reflect what we predict. Not at all. Caught me double dipping again. So I had Pittsburgh winning um, 21-17. They were a four and a half point underdog, I think, when we placed uh, put the uh, scores down. They didn't play well at all in all phases of the game. Um, their defense, you know, was atrocious um, offensively. After the second half, it you know was back to the same Matt Canada offense, and you know, and I don't want to just blame him too. They just did not execute well uh, at all in the second half. So um, it was a, a tale of two halves, and um, you know, I I think they teased everyone a little bit with what they can be offensively in the first half, but uh, yeah, I think this loss was uh, is you know it's it's going to be a huge loss season ending I, I think is how I would put it well it's not like you know Pickett didn't play that bad I mean he did pass the ball a lot 42 times but you know they look at Joe Burrows he was passing the ball 39 times so what was the difference I mean Joe Burrows had two interceptions it was Joe Burrow I mean he's the difference maker and um, yeah we able to get him a, a, you know on a couple interceptions but uh, we just couldn't stop Higgins and the you know, Samaje Piran out of the backfield at all. Uh, Burrow is a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback, you know, a, a top 10 quarterback in the league. And he looked like it, you know, and pick, pick it. You know, he didn't play too poorly. I thought he played pretty well. Uh, I thought his decision making was a lot better. I thought he made some good throws. I thought he missed a couple, though. Um, I just think offensively, you know, in the second half, the play calling became really predictable um and you know one of the players for the Bengals even uh said that after the game and uh you know the whole entire game we're getting ourselves into third and long and we you know in the second half we weren't able to execute at all 
Yeah, and there was no Jamar Chase in this game. And I'm looking at the stats here. D. Higgins, nine, nine receptions for 146, eight yards. What What the hell? What would this guy come from? Isn't he the tight end? No, he's a receiver, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's, he's really good. I actually heard someone, I think on ESPN, uh, did his rankings for top receivers in the league. And they actually had T. Higgins in the top five receiving uh for receivers so um i you know obviously a lot of focus is placed on jamar chase jamar chase is one of the top receivers in the league but higgins is a beast um he's killed other teams before not just the steelers he is a true number one uh you know and burrow does it he you know for him it doesn't really matter who's out there he's just gonna make whoever is uh playing he's gonna elevate their game so higgins has been phenomenal he's had a good season he's just a great player so it doesn't surprise me at all um i think the Bengals, the second half made some adjustments offensively uh and the steelers had no answer for that on, on how to stop higgins or uh the running backs out of the backfield could, could not figure it out whatsoever yeah because it's not like uh cincinnati didn't rush the ball that well 62 yards but the passing i guess was pretty good and you mentioned that the, the linebackers for the Seals weren't covering the Rambacks at all. So this, so is this a culinary, the 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 death, the death of the season for the Steelers? I think so. This was a must-win for me. Um, obviously, you know, in in order for the Steelers to get to the playoffs, they got to be most likely over five hundred, and they got some winnable games coming up. But you know, this is a game that um they were leading in the first half and they they you know once again should have won they they didn't execute down the end um so you know i I think the season's over i I don't think there's uh much that this team can do to rebound from from this loss um they got to get better collectively on on executing uh they got to get better they got to make some decisions too for next year what to do about a lot of the players on, on defense, especially guys in the secondary, that have kind of let them down. I think this was the second or third game that they've allowed a quarterback to go uh, well over 300 yards. Um, so they've gotten toasted in the secondary multiple games, and they got to make some decisions on some of those guys. So what's, you know, I know this is early, but what is what are the Steelers' needs? Are there, I, mean, I don't think the offensive line was that bad. They were better, but I think it's still in need, especially the tackle positions. Um, like roster wise, the you know, the, I think they got a I don't know, the jury's out on linebacker, middle linebacker. Uh Bush has played better the last few games, but I think they could still uh use someone who can uh be a a, a, a better middle linebacker, especially when it comes to covering guys out of the backfield. Uh they need a, uh they probably need another pass rusher, even though both Ty Smiths and Watt that is how obviously are good, really good players. They can use a third one uh, for sure. And then the secondary I just talked about, um, not very good. They need to shut down corner for sure. Their safeties are okay, um, but they need to shut down uh, corner. And I think the most important part, though, about this offseason and what they need to, to do for next year, they got to find a new coordinators, um, offensive coordinator, and then defensive coordinator too. I don't think Terrell Austin is it. Um, you know, and and this goes back to what I've been saying for a while about Tomlin and his hires. 
and uh, how good of a coach he is. You know, he's not an X, X and O's guys. He doesn't. Uh, his staff isn't very good, has not really ever been. Uh, the guys that were good were like Dick LeBeau and he's gone. Um, so he's going to have to find coordinators uh, that, that can can be part of their future or, you know, he, he might be the one out the door. So we'll, we'll see what happens by the end of the season. Well, I don't know about that. There's no way. He's a Hall of Fame coach. They're not going to fight. He'll quit before they fight. I guess what makes you a Hall, what makes a Hall of Fame wins. coach? Wins. He has the 18th most wins. I think More wins than wins are Super three Bowls, people, three wins, people that wins were, are Super Bowls. Three people that are in the Hall of Fame, three coaches, have lesser wins than him. Don't even have a Super Bowl. What? John Madden has a Super Bowl. Has one Super and he's in the Hall. I, I'm not putting Tomlin in the Hall of Fame at all. Um, I mean, people could you can say that he's a good coach. We say that all they want because you know he has more wins than losses. But when you look at his playoff record, his Super Bowl uh, success or lack thereof, um, that's not the Steelers' standard. At least it's not what we talk about. What he talks about, um, I think you can just look at this next game against the Colts. Colts are favored. You know, you're talking about a guy who hasn't, you know, his only coaching was like in high school, right? Uh, and the Colts are favored over a Tomlin-led Steelers. So that to me, I mean, if, if Tomlin's I mean, a good coach, why would you not be favored against a guy who shouldn't be coached? Because the Indianapolis roster is better. No, I the don't Col- think the, the roster is that much better. better. I don't think the roster. You think Matt Ryan is better? At, you know, at his this stage, then than, Kenny Pickett. Than Kenny Pickett. Yes. I, yes. I don't know. Smarter, maybe better. No. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Najee Harris is a a really good running back. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jonathan Taylor is back. Anything can happen. I guess it was hiring Jeff Saturday gave the Colts the boost that maybe they need. I mean, they did, you know, play well against the Eagles, like really. Well. Yeah, yeah. But, One minute left, left. But that's comes down to coaching, right? Coaching, motivating players to play well. Going back to this game, you cannot say that Tomlin and his staff did not get outcoached uh, this game. I thought they got completely outcoached on both sides of the ball. Um, I think in the second second half, yes. Yeah, they. You know, yeah. the Bengals made the adjustments they needed. Uh, needed to make and the Steelers had no answer you know we had no answer to stop Higgins we had no answer to uh, stop uh, P. Ryan out of the backfield and then offensively it was a it was a clusterfuck you know it was just a hot mess um, and then you know again I don't want to just blame the coaches too the players have to execute there were tons of times I saw I was yelling at the TV screen because there were some really good play calls Matt Cannon had dialed up the right plays couple screen passes and then you got no you guys just missing their blocks you know so you got the one play where Najee forgot didn't take the handoff when he was supposed to it's stupid boneheaded plays that the players are missing uh but that also it goes back to coaching right your head coach has to have you prepared uh and this is a team that makes a lot of mental mistakes uh, and they're already you know a, a, a team that offensively with the play calling uh, I think they're a step behind uh, when it comes to play calling compared to other other teams. Yeah, I mean the play calling 
it wasn't great and the defense I mean when you get blown out I think that was they had a late touchdown mm-hmm. the Steelers did so it made the score not too bad but when it was a tight game 27-23 they were you know the Steelers were still in it but yeah, then but they couldn't do anything they couldn't do there's anything. no point in the third quarter I thought okay Steelers have this there was, there was no point I felt comfortable. I honestly went into the second half saying, this shit ain't going to last. There's no way we just put up 20 points in the first half. You know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is a fluke. And there's no way we're going to come out and be able to repeat this in the second half. And sure enough, uh, they weren't able to do that. Well, they got 30 points. Yeah, well. Can't say that. (laughs) Can't say it was bad. And I think that might be the first time this season that they got 30. Right. Um, I think one other time they may have got to, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, they still, I think they jumped from last to maybe 28th uh, or something like that in scoring offense. I mean, eight penalties for 70 yards is not cutting. It's not cutting. You need to have eight. Um, yeah, just. Anyways, you picked them as your upset special. I picked them just as my regular win, and they let me down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not picking the Steelers ever again. So. Yeah, you and me both, buddy. The other game is the uh, New York Jets at New England. Whoa! Was this a non-exciting game Snoozer. to watch? Snooze wow. fest. So they won 3-10. to 10. We both thought New England was going to score 20 points, but that wasn't the case. I knew, I think you knew it was going to be a low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think that Zach Wilson was going to be Yeah, and uh, this loss is solely on two play, two people, Zach Wilson and Robert Sala, the head coach, because there's nothing I saw, and I watched this whole game, in that like first three quarters, that would have made me put Zach Wilson back out there in the fourth quarter. They had a better chance, and they all know it, of winning that game. And they should have won the game, the Jets, if they put uh, Flacco in the game. And he refused to do that. Um, if they put Flacco, if they put Mike White, if they put anyone anybody. except uh, Zach, Zach Wilson. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I was looking at this game, and I was just like, we're just basically waiting for somebody to make a mistake. Yeah. And, you know. Did you hear, by the way? I'm jumping ahead. You hear what Zach Wilson said at the end of the game when they asked him? Yes. Yeah. You know, are you, did you think you let your team down offensively, not scoring points? He's like, no. Are you kidding me? You know, I th- I thought at the beginning of the season that Matt Jones owned the white privilege. I'm perfect the way I am, but mm-hmm. I'm going to give that title to Zach Wilson. Yeah. And also the title of I'm not immature. Also the title of they're probably going to cut me in the summer. Mm-hmm. I know he's under the rookie deal, but it's only five years. And I think it's in there that we can cut you anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you or don't just play keep him. him. Keep him as keep a. Keep him and don't play. Exactly. Yeah. And don't play him. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, I mean, he's so cheap. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, the only thing that positive that I saw from this game was the Pats. I think that's a top five. I don't think so. Um, it's. I think it's easy to say that when you play teams like the Jets who are inept. 
offensively. It's easy to say that when they're playing teams. What would be like, a top five defense? Uh, like Detroit that can't, you know. Well, what would be the top five? Just answer the question. What would be a top five defense? My top five defense in the league. Um, San Francisco. I would probably go um, Buffalo. Uh, I'd probably put, I got to put the Ravens at this point with all the acquisitions they have. Philly, assuming they're healthy. Um I don't know. I probably got to think about the last last two. I, I would I, think- I would disagree with that, but I would include the Pats because they they basically are allowing fewer than 13, 15 points a game. Mm-hmm. I have to look at the stat. And every game, Matt Judon has a sack or two mm-hmm. or sometimes three. And the, for some reason, the rookies that they got are actually doing their job, whether it's intercepting the ball, whether it's covering people when they go when they switch from zone to man, mm-hmm. they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I know that they just lost Barmore for a while, but everyone else is doing their job. Every, it's the defense that's keeping them in the game. Yeah, so I'm looking at top defenses. So at passing, you got 49ers, Bears, Bengals, Bills, Broncos. Uh, against the run, you got Bears, Falcons, Bengals, Bills, Broncos. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are probably the the, the top defenses. Uh, I look and see where the Patriots are at. You know, and against the run, they're not apparently not that well. Um, but I, you know, I think it's who you play. You know, so Patriots have had a lot of fortune, right, in terms of who they played. Uh, I think you've had uh, gone against some backup quarterbacks, if I'm not mistaken, um, throughout your schedule. It's not to say they aren't good. I think they they have some good players um, for sure. Um, but I think the bigger issue, you know, when I think about the Patriots, it's going to be their offense, as well as, you know, if you look at the, st- the statistics, you know, uh, Mac Jones, I, it doesn't look like he played too bad. But the play calling here, too, was just horrendous. Uh, and for the most most part, they put up, they scored three points on offense, the Patriots did. So that's going to be the bigger, their biggest obstacle is, you know, what can the Pats do to score points? I think that I know what's going on right now with the Pats. They have a terrible, terrible offense. And I think Bill knows that. And he says, you know what? We have a terrible offense. But we have this great defense. And if the defense is playing like this, so what, what, and we get points from the special teams. What specifically on offense is terrible? Because, you know, we, you and I and, and Matt uh, Jones. Steve. It's Matt we're, Jones. We're in the chat and, and I know you guys, <laughs> at least Steve was screaming for Zappy to come in. But Matt was 23 of 27, you know, for 246 yards. It's Mac Jones, and I think it's definitely the he play got calling six times. The play calling, it's not, not at all. You know, Matt, Matt Patricia, it's not coaching the receivers right there. You know, they're breaking when they're not supposed to, hanging on to the ball, which is you know it's commendable because the other the other option would be to have a turnover, right? 
whether a pick or a fumble, but it's just not doing it. You have and you have two good running backs. I mean, Damian Harris was balling the other mm-hmm. against uh, against the Jets, but you know it's like there's only so much that they can do if the offensive line doesn't protect. I think that's the problem. The offensive line didn't play well. Uh, they ran okay. Uh, well, Harris ran well. Stevenson did only average 1.7 per carry. But giving up six sacks, that's not on, all to me on Mac Jones. It's like comparing when I look at Kenny Pickett and his performance this year. It's hard to judge. And, um, you know, it's. I think it's unfair to say, you know, they're not performing um, when the offensive line hasn't been good. The play calling has been atrocious. And you got to look at the entire entire thing uh and i think with the the patriots i don't care who you who you would put back you know at the quarterback position um it would have been a struggle with the play calling okay here we go patriots top five and points allowed at 60 i think that if they stay there not allowing the other team to score mm-hmm. 30 20 points a game they'll be in it okay so i think that Again, they only need three more wins, and I think that this is a playoff. Team. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a playoff team. I think they are. I just don't. And I think I that question how good. I don't know what's going to happen. It depends against depends on who they face in the first round. But mm-hmm. you don't want to face a defense that's going to hold your from scoring. And I think that that defense falls under that kind. So you, yours, your, I get the impression that you're. You're you you're holding out hope that the Patriots are a team that can make a run in the playoff. Do you do you think they're even capable of making a run in the playoff? I think that they can win the first round. I Based think, on what you saw against the Jets and Zach Wilson, you think they can make, win a game in the playoffs? I think if they play the Scoring way the three points offensively, if they play the way they play the defense, special teams, I think that they can hold team to mistake okay. now if they want if they're the ones making the mistake like happen you know they did they did get some penalties on sunday mm-hmm. uh the team did which again if you're gonna play clean not gonna make mistake penalties should not be happening mm-hmm. especially after a bye but then you know they lost their center they lost their tackle on win which doesn't say much. But he, it's not like he was great. But it's just, again, if you don't turn the ball over, if they didn't turn the ball over, I know uh, the tight end had a fumble, but he recovered it. If they keep the game, because the Jets, I mean, the, are the Jets a good team or a bad? I, I think they're I, I think they're a bad team. Uh, I, With you know, Zach Wilson or without? Depends if it's Joe Flacco. I think they're an okay team. I just think Salah is a pretty good coach, and he's dealing with uh, not having a quarterback. Um, and you know, when I look at the Patriots and the Steelers, I think they're both good teams. Uh, but the difference is, Patriots have a good coach, and the Steelers do not. But I think they're okay teams. You know, not great teams. Like the Patriots had eight penalties for fifty-five yards. Jets had three penalties for fifty. Eight penalties is not going to cut it. No, not at no, all. No. Um, three penalties is it's not it's not bad, but the Jets' defense was tremendous, 
and they still won this game, but it wasn't n- nothing to do with the offense because mm-hmm. the offense was bad. But again, we just have to deal with Mac Jones being terrible the rest <laughs> again, of the season. You're, th- you're saying terrible, but what exactly did he throw five interceptions or something? No, because I that's not the game I saw. It's not that he was throwing interceptions, it's that. I don't know if, if the play so calling... So out of his four incompletions, what was bad? <laughs> the six sacks that they had in the that's, game? So that's all him? Maybe even more? That's him? I don't know if that's him. Yeah. Because a lot of those were like, the first play of the game, he got sacked. He didn't have a chance anything. That right. was his fault. That was just a bad offensive line. But the other sack, he held on to the ball. I... He, the receivers weren't there, so he double pumped. Don't double pump. Just throw it away. If it's not there, just throw it away. No double pumping. I, you know, I, I heard the same complaints about Mr. Bisky when he first, you know, he played the first three, four games or whatever. Uh, they're calling for his head or whatever. And, and I, when I watch, when you sit down and actually watch him play, you're like, he's not playing bad. That's not the, he's not the issue. And I don't think Mac Jones is, is really the issue. I think, um, you know, the offense and you're not scoring. It's easy to blame the quarterback. That's the first person you go to. Um, you know, and, but I, I don't, you know, I think you got to look at like the play calling sometimes and say, you know, what are we doing offensively? What's our identity? And then, you know, what can we do to score points? Yeah. The identity is they need to run the ball. They need to do the play action. And I thought that they would implement a little bit of RPOs in there. They did not. Mm-hmm. They did not. Okay. The other thing that I noticed was, uh, Terrible, terrible Sack Wills was. I mean, was, is he the worst quarterback in the league? Worse than David Mills? Yeah, I would take David Mills over Zach Wills. As much as David has struggled this year, I, David Mills is much more talented to me in terms of. Worse than Russell? Russell Wilson? Yeah, yeah. I'll take Ru- poor Russell Wilson. So and I can't stand Russell Wilson and his pers- personality, but so if you were the New York Jets and you just lost to the Patriots, this is fourteen in a row, and you know the loss. I know Zach Wilson was like not my fault, hmm. not my fault. Well, you know it was his fault. You know he was overthrowing people, underthrowing people, everything that you could possibly. Would you just say, you know what? Let's just go with Flacco the. If you were Robert Sal, I would, because this team is what's their record now? Six and four. Six and four. They have a legitimate chance just to be average, right, offensively, and make the playoffs in the in the state that the AFC is in. Even without uh, Brees Hall. Even without Brees Hall, if they just are average, they can make it. You can't be average with Zach Wilson. I don't think um, you can win games, and you know, with with Flacco. Yeah, I just, I mean, I was trying to watch some of the Jets' reaction during the day, uh, and they were not holding back. Mm-hmm. Whether it was, you know, the fact that he said no, the offense didn't let the defense down, whether it was like, because people, I feel like there was a narrative going into this game, and everybody was like, the Jets need to win this game to show prove that they're a good team mm-hmm. I think that they they are a good team no matter what but 
Zach Wilson as the QB, you're not going to make it. Right. You're not going to make it. And for some reason, as you mentioned, Robert Salah didn't didn't uh, change halfway. Even when this, it looked like it, we, you were going to be in the overtime, he, he was still not making the change. No. And he should have. And I thought he should have done it. You know, if you didn't want to do it after halftime, he could have done it going into the fourth board and they chose not to. So they lost. It could have been in first place. Now they dropped all the way to the bottom. Uh, the upset special we know you picked Cincinnati for Pittsburgh. My upset special is currently playing Arizona. It's gonna Arizona at San Francisco and they're playing this game in Mexico and who's winning right now? Cardinals up three nothing. Okay. So, I don't know how long that's going to last, but mm-hmm. no. All right, let's go to week number 12, because this is uh, Thanksgiving week, and we're recording this on Monday. Uh, Thursday, it's going to be three games, three good games. So, let's start there. Cause let's start with uh, New England at Minnesota. This is a 42-point over and under with uh, New England... Uh, no, actually, Minnesota's favorite, right? Yeah. By Minnesota. three points. Yep. So what what is your prediction, Ryan? I got the Vikings rebounding after the ass whooping they just took in Dallas. Um, there's no place to go but up, I would think, for them. Uh, so you say your defense is good. Let's see how good you are against one of the top offenses in the league. I got Minnesota winning 28-17. I actually have New England winning 17-13. I think that they, the for some reason, Minnesota, their highlight reel was the defeat of the Bills. And Dallas defense made them be like, just a regular season. Need to calm down. And I think that they're going to face the Dallas defense. They're going to face a New England defense that, you know, I don't think they're comparable, but... They just they played just as disciplined as Dallas. Uh, that's why I didn't give them a lot of points. I don't know if New England gets the 17 points, but it's gonna be a uh, definitely under. I picked the under. They're not gonna get to 40. Uh, so you got uh, Patriots winning 17, 13. I'll say this about Dallas. You know why they played good on defense? You know why? Because he got their asses handed to them the week before. And that's exactly why Minnesota's going to rebound this week. Because they're going to get their asses chewed out all week. You know, it's a short week about their performance on Sunday. And they're going to have to, you know, they're going to save face and say, this this wasn't us. We can't play like that. And they'll come out and fall out. That's usually what happens when you get your ass kicked. Um, So, we'll see. We will see because I don't think... I mean, four days to recover. Mm-hmm. You're not even going to practice on Monday. Not even going to. Wednesday is a travel day. I just don't think that they have enough time to like work on the Patriots. Work on what we did against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Work on. It's just not enough time. And I think that Bill already has scouts from like at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Knowing that we're going to be facing a good running back, knowing that we're going to be facing 
a good receiver and her cousins a lot of it I think is just hype to be honest I don't know. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's declining, though. But he is, a, you know, he's a good quarterback. Well, we'll see. We'll see on 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 Thursday if he's a good quarterback. Because I just don't believe in the Kirk Cousins and the whole chain and the whole glasses. And what was that? What's I don't know his name. Huggins Cousins or something. I don't know. But I don't believe. The other game, uh, Tampa Bay is actually back from hiatus they're playing Cleveland at Tampa Bay 43 and a half point over and under with uh Tampa Bay three points favorite yep what's your finals I got the Bucks winning at home 24 to 20 so you think Cleveland is going to score 20 points I think so um I think offensively Cleveland they do a couple things really well one is run the ball and I know Tampa's run defense specifically have been playing a lot better the last couple weeks but I don't care how good you are when you're actually on the field against players like Chubb or uh, uh, what's his name from the Titans it's it's a different story when you're getting hit in the mouth by those type of running backs so um, I think they'll be able to put up, put up some points against uh, Tampa I just see Tampa winning it I see Tampa winning this game uh, 28 to 17 uh, I don't think Cleveland scores that many points. I think, I think we're what this is week twelve. People have them figured out. They know that they don't really have the type A wide receivers. Amani Tumor, he's just average. Let's face it, and they do run the ball. But again, Kevin Stefani do- doesn't want to do it for some reason. If I was him, all my plays would be run related plays. Forget Jacoby Brissett and passing. Everything, although they do have a, a good tight end, Cleveland, but everything should be running the ball. Oh, Chubb, you're tired? Hunt, come in. It should be running the ball. Should not have this high scoring, you know, like, oh, we're going to just score a lot of points. As you think the Bills have a good defense? The Bills. Their defense sometimes laps. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. There's no consistency. They scored 23 points uh, against the Bills. Brissett had three touchdowns, 324 yards passing. Amari Cooper, eight catches for 113. Um, they're a team that can put up points and beat you. Um, you know, but they, they can put up points, but then they can also give them up. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a weird team because you should be having you should be winning the total time of possession every game. If you have two running backs like that, you should play keep away the whole time. Mm-hmm. But instead, I feel like Kevin Stefani wants to show off and be like, I'm a good coordinator. Look at this team. I can put up points. You have a team that doesn't need to put up a lot of points. You have a decent defense. Just get ahead and play away. But again, who am I? What am I? I'm just talking off my head, right? <laughs> I'm not like Ethan Brown at coach. But I do believe that Tampa it's a better defense. Bills. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think I don't see Chubb or Hunt having the day, but you never know with Tampa. Hopefully after this bye week they got things straightened out. Uh so we both give Tampa a win. 
uh, hit at Indianapolis, and we kind of touched on this game mm-hmm. at the beginning. It was 39 over and under with uh, the Colts' favor by three points. Ron, what'd you give? I got the Colts winning uh, in Indianapolis 20 to 17. I got the Colts winning 24 to 13, but then, you know, I might change that. I think I will change it. I'm going to. I'm going to flip-flop it to uh, Pittsburgh winning 17. I'm actually going to... That's not my just, option special. You just said... They have a better roster. Yeah, you said you would never bet but on I the believe, Steelers. But I believe in Mike Tomlin. Uh, okay, well, let me know how that works out for you. Uh, and I'm telling you as a Steelers fan. Um, listen, I think talent-wise, we, we have more talent. Uh, I just don't think coaching-wise, coordinator specifically, uh, I don't trust our guys uh, at all. And, you know, Kenny being a young rookie quarterback um, and playing you know, like, like a rookie quarterback, we're going to see some struggles. And uh, we got to 30 points this week. I, 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 don't, I don't see that happening again in this game. I think we'll struggle again, get back to what we've been doing which is struggling to get to 20 points. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think Vegas has it right with, with both being a three-point favorite. I think that the money line is going to go towards the Colts, but I actually believe believe in Pitt pulling this one out. And I know I said I wasn't going to predict them to win anymore, but I'm not a big I'm not a big believer in Jeff Saturday yet. Mm-hmm. I know he has a win. He has a loss, but I think that he's going against the Hall of Fame coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the first two games, Josh McDaniels, you know, they got a mess at the Raiders. Uh, Tony Tiriano, uh, Tiriano, he was crying because they fired Frank Wright. I don't think he had his mindset was right. He even said at the end, he's like. I wanted this game to be me against Frank Wright because he's my mentor, but the fact that he's not here hurts my soul. I'm like, right there, you're like, oh, his head was somewhere else. And that's the reason they almost lost? I I would think so, because he just no, man, he the, even the, yelled into the crowd. Yeah, I saw that. After the game Listen, was over. He it, he was not, his head was somewhere I think there's, I think we need to give Saturday some credit. I don't think he's getting enough credit. For changing the culture, changing the attitude of the players. I you know, 50, 60, 70 percent of it winning football games is about culture and just having players believe that regardless of the outcome, I'm gonna go play hard. I would you'd be shocked to see how many teams that don't have players that give it their their all. Um and right now I think the Colts are giving it their all. They're playing hard for Saturday. That's why they almost beat Philly. That's why they, you know, he won his first game. I think they'll continue to, to play hard for the rest of the season, regardless of the outcome. I think they'll play hard, but I think that Pittsburgh. Uh, we didn't, we didn't talk about the upset specials, but uh, you picked Chicago at New York, and you picked Chicago to win. This is a forty-one over and under with that the Jets favored by four and a half. So, what's your final score? I got the Bears winning 27 to 24, and I don't know why 
the Jets are favored by so much in this game, I guess, because Chicago can't win a game. You know, they always seem to put up like 30 plus points, all led by Justin Fields, and they figure out how to lose at the end of the games. Um, but I got Chicago winning this one. I think there's just too much. The Jets, uh, in terms of the quarterback position, it's just too many questions about their offense for me. I think that Robert Sala is going to let up this week and be like, I don't want Zach Wilson to start. Because let's, let's be honest. Do you really want the season to go down the tubes because you refuse to let second-year quarterback sit on the bench? Are you really worried about his feelings? How, how much are you going to protect him? Especially after he said what he said on the stand. He threw basically threw the defense on the bus. Are you going to let that happen? Because then you're going to lose the whole entire team because you choose to protect this one guy. Not everyone is Bill Belichick. Most coaches aren't. Most coaches will stick with the player who was drafted in the first round a year ago or two years ago and ride it out because they think that that person's their future. Bill Belichick will turn the page. He's already done that with Mac Jones once. He'll do it again if he needs to, whoever gives the best chance of winning. Most coaches aren't aren't like that. Um, so we'll see what Salah does. I'm sure he's getting some pressure too, probably, uh, from upstairs to play Wilson. Uh, but if if you know if it's in his best interest for the team to win, I, I, I would imagine he thinks Flacco gives him a better chance of winning. Well, I'll say this. If Zach Wilson starts on Sunday against Chicago, your your gut feeling is just that a feeling because uh, the Jets are gonna lose that game. If Robert Sala doesn't start Wilson, Mike White or Flacco, then I can see the Jets actually winning because I just don't think Wilson is a good QB. I know that the second year, I just don't think he has it. Yeah. Anything else that you want to add? Uh, I did want to say this about because you know I I, I I'm uh, I look a lot of like the social media chats about um, Steelers mostly, and there's a lot of hate right now for Kenny Pickett. Some people wanting to turn the page, just draft another quarterback next year. People That's lose fast. their minds. Yeah, exactly. It's really fast. And you know, on there, I'm like, do I even entertain it? Um, the conversation or not but I think people need to stop and rem- remember that these guys are young Kenny Pickett's his first year and if you were to look at like him versus like these other rookies for example their first year Kenny's Pickett's stats are just as good as any of them um, but you know Justin Fields had a horrific first year um, you know a lot what's his name Trey Lance was, was terrible right um I don't think you can turn the Wait, page. I, you can't talk about Trey Lance is injured. Yeah, I don't give a damn if he's injured or not. Nah, he's been horrible. I've seen enough of him to know that he's terrible. But he, he's point, not ready. Yeah, my point. The point I'm making is you can't just look at a player eight games in, nine games in, even two years in, and say, okay, you know, they're just not ready. Having said that, with Zach Wilson, I can't. I do think you can look at him and say, one, he's not mentally ready. Right. If you're making comments like that after the games, mentally, you're not focused Two, And then like with your your skills um, to, to be that inefficient, inaccurate, um, make those type of mistakes. You're, you're not 
NFL ready at all. And and teams and coaches, players, uh, ownership needs to admit when they make those mistakes and move, you know, uh, try to move on um, if they, they feel they need to. Or at least bring someone in to challenge those those guys um, if they really care about winning. Well, that's what I mean is that if you if winning is the only thing that matters to you, especially when you play for a big big market like New York, there's no way that you're gonna say you know what I'm sticking to Zach Wilson. If we outplays if he outplays us to the bottom of the division, I'm still no no mm-hmm. no no. Because then you're you have a, a pretty good defense, mm-hmm. but you letting all those guys just play for last play. Yeah, yeah. That's I think Robert Sala will make a wise decision before mm-hmm. the end of the game. And of course, it all depends on what happens in the game, which I think he'll have a short, short lead. Mm-hmm. If he starts, yeah. If he starts and he starts just going downhill. He should be replaced. Yes. And if they don't do it, then that's coaching's fault. Right. The other game I'm picking for my upset special is the Raiders over the Hawks. Uh, he, Seahawks are favored at two and a half. It's a 47 and a half point over and under. I think the Raiders will win 20 to 17. I know the Seahawks are coming off a bye week. They had a lot of a long time to uh, uh, look at film, look at the why the Raiders are <laughs> the record that they have. But you know, I think that this is a game that the Raiders can win. I I believe that. I know it's still only one victory, but I think Josh is headed in the right direction. That's why I picked. That's my upset special. And while we're at it, let me just check the score. Oh, the Niners are up. Seven. That was quick. Oh, yeah. That's not looking good for me. Uh, I, know, I said I would uh, go on a quick update on my brother, and he lost in the playoff to Milton. Uh, said the kids were crying. Uh, they were inconsolable. And they, they were very... He called me Sunday morning and they were very confident about going into this game, but just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. So the season's over, but at least, you know, my nephew played really well. I don't know his stats are off the hand, but I'm sure I'll find out. And, you know, hey, it's baby steps, right? It's yeah. baby steps. That's all you can ask for. Yes. They had a good season, regardless. Um, lots to look forward to, I guess, for them next year. Um, and we didn't we didn't get we didn't really do NFL news uh, when we started this recording. So let me just go down the list. So Gordon getting cut. What do you what do you feel about? Uh, the writing was on the wall with him and this fumbling issues. Uh, so not really surprised. Uh, tight end pit maybe due out for due to surgery. Yeah, it looks like it's season ending, and it honestly doesn't matter. They had no idea what they're doing and how to use him. I think he's an unbelievable talent, and they were clueless how to use Kyle Pitts. They should have. He should have been like using him like Kelsey. Ex- yeah, exactly. But like just a big receiver. Mm-hmm. 
Chase Young coming back to Washington. What do you think? Scary, considering how that good their line has been, the defensive line already. Um, scary. And, and what's their record um, right now? I think they're Commanders. six and four. Hey, they're right there, right? This could be the difference maker uh, for them. Yeah, and six and five, it looks like. They haven't had their bye yet. Yeah. The only thing that worries me about the Washington Commanders is that Carson Wentz is coming back. Hmm. Is he going to play, though? I don't know if he's going to play. I know he's off injury list, and Heineke was just kind of like just there starting in the, on his behalf. Mm-hmm. I just don't know with Carson Wentz how far they get. I know that defense is going to get better, but talking about Carson yeah, I don't. It wouldn't shock me if they stick with Heineke. Ron Rivera making them changes. Uh, talking about the Washington Commanders, are they are they gonna go on sale or no? Mm, I don't know. I was gonna say looks like it, but I don't know at this point what's gonna happen with them. I was hoping I won that billion dollar lotto so I can think about buying their team, but that didn't happen. Well, you can dream on. I'm sure that'll happen. I'm sure that billion dollar lottery will happen again <laughs> and again and again. It wouldn't have been enough, anyways. Well, you know, I I've heard that when you're part owner of a team, it's not just the revenue part. Of it. Like, for example, when uh, the pandemic hit, all those people still had to get paid. <laughs> you know, even though you had nobody in the stand. You had no way to make money. And basically, you know, when you're like minority owner, you have to pay out salaries. You have to pay out players. You have to pay out, you know, whatever the concession plans don't make. So it's not, you know, it's not always cracked up to be. It's basically rich people stay in your lane. Yeah, it's a fraternity, right? Yeah. Not, even if I was a billionaire, doesn't mean I could go out and buy the team. The other owners need to approve, approve it, it right which is i think it's crazy but that's how it how it works you know doesn't matter if you have the funds if they say no we don't want you you know then you can't be the owner yeah you cannot be the owner um and i, I don't have anything else to say do you have anything to add uh not at this point glad the uh, patriots and the bucks are still in it um and I'm glad at this point, to be honest, that I'm turning the page on the Steelers season and look forward to like next year. I'll start to look. Well, I already pay a lot of attention to college. You don't watch a lot of college football, but, you know, I, I enjoy watching college and some of the players uh, and prospects to come out for next year. So there's a lot of holes on the Steelers to fill. Um, so I'm kind of excited to, to start that process next year. Can't wait till we get there. Are you wishing for them to have a top 10 or top 20? What? Yeah, top. This is the lower, the better. I'm, I'm wishing that they lose every game for here on out, to be quite honest with you. And I hope the Bears do, too, because we got their second round pick. Uh, we can stack pick on pick. And um, I don't know how good this class is uh, compared to last year. I know there's like uh, some top defensive backs that are in there, um, a top pass rusher that's in there, but I don't know if it's uh, as uh, deep as the last couple of years, but, um, you know, with if we can get like three or four 
players in the top like 35 40 picks um that would be great yeah i'm i'm excited for two things number one there's a chance that the pages are gonna make the playoffs and that chance keeps growing as they keep winning and then number two and we haven't touched on this at all the celtics are beating the heck out of the league yeah and and i you, told yeah. you i told you a couple of weeks ago tatum might get the mvp i don't care what happens in november in the nba uh wake me up in january tatum can average 60 points a game and break every single record possible but it doesn't matter what you do in basketball till we get to like January and then we get into the playoffs. Um, because those folks tend to disappear sometimes and the Celtics have done that before. So I'll, I'll uh, start watching watching them um, next well, year. You let me know when you get on the wa- on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. The other the other uh, team is Boston Bruin. They also being the hell out of everyone. Mm-hmm. So this is like an enjoyable moment for Boston Boston sports period because all three teams are winning. Yeah, are winning. The Red Sox. Granted, might the, be the Red worst. Sox are winning. Uh, the Pages are winning ugly, but they're winning. Yeah, I. So it's around when that we start talking about what the Red Sox are going to do in terms of players and stuff because I'm not seeing anything positive in terms of players that are wanting to resign with them. Um, so I really don't start paying attention until after they have the winter meeting. Then I kind of see the feedback from the owners because they're the one that basically tell what this meeting, the rules are not going to affect me. They're not going to affect the team. You know, I don't. This is all like the agents dealing and wheeling and seeing where they land, where they got the most money, blah, blah, blah. And as long as the Red Sox have time bloom there, I don't think that they're gonna overpay anybody. Oh, that ain't happening. Yeah, that ain't happening. So I'm not as excited as, let's say, with Dombrowski. Who did he didn't care what happened? He gave you the farm hand if that was possible. So it's just different, you know, different tactical moves. So I'm not super, you know, into the Red Sox right now. Uh, I'm just watching the Celtics, I'm just watching the Bruins. And the Patriots just handle their business. That's all they're doing is handling. However they're doing it, they're just handling their business. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I can ask for. Uh, so with that in mind, I will say, bid you, oh, and I will wish you a happy early Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. All right. Peace. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks again for watching. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on uh, Shut Your Mouth Podcast at gmail.com. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us on Twitter or on Instagram at SYM Podcast. Thanks again.